0: Just a heads up, this episode deals with issues surrounding mental health and, in particular, suicide. If you need someone to talk to, you can give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14.
1: Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 7th of July. I'm Zara Seidler.
0: I'm Sam Kozlowski.
1: An Australian has become the first professional female athlete in the world to be diagnosed with CTE, which is a condition caused by brain injuries like Concussion.
0: Last year, AFLW star Heather Anderson passed away unexpectedly. The Adelaide Crows Premiership player was just 28 years old. I think this is really uh, the tip of the iceberg, and it's a, a real red flag.
1: There's a growing body of evidence about how this condition impacts men, but less is known about how it impacts female athletes. And that's despite the fact that some research suggests that women are actually more susceptible to concussion in the first place. We are going to explain why and what this means for women in sport in the deep dive. But first, Sam, it was an exciting day in the office with the launch of a new social media platform...
0: As if we didn't have enough social networks, we now have one more. Meta launched its Twitter rival yesterday. It's called Threads, and it's a text-based conversation app available for Instagram users. Meta co-founder and jujitsu fanatic Mark Zuckerberg said that Threads had passed 5 million sign-ups in only four hours after launching.
1: Dr Anna Cody will succeed Kate Jenkins as Australia's next sex discrimination commissioner. Jenkins is best known for the Jenkins Report which provided ways to improve the safety of parliamentary workplaces. Cody will begin her five-year tenure in September this year.
0: The National Consumer Watchdog has found that childcare fees have risen faster than inflation in the past four years. The ACCC is examining the prices of childcare services in Australia and will hand down a final report by the end of the year.
1: And the good news, the number of critically endangered capercaillie, which I have learnt today is a type of bird in the UK, has increased for the first time in eight years. A survey found 19 more male capercaillie this year compared to last, which was considered a big uplift, given it is a critically endangered species. A little while ago on this podcast, we spoke about a class action case that was being brought against the AFL over the long-term effects of concussion injuries. Now, I'm gonna throw a link to that in today's show notes, but today we're talking about a different side to that, which is that we've heard the news that the first female professional athlete has been diagnosed with CTE.
0: Zara, I'm keen to dive into why no women have been diagnosed with CTE before this. But before we get to that point, why don't we start with a bit of a lay of the land? Can you break down for me what exactly CTE is?
1: So CTE or chronic traumatic encephalopathy is a neurodegenerative disease that is known to be linked to repeated brain injuries like concussions. And it's a really complex diagnosis because of a number of reasons. So first, I'll just go over what the symptoms are. Yeah, It's things like mood swings, depression, paranoia, and anxiety. So things I think that would often be associated with mental ill health. Mm. Then many people who have CTE actually go on to have conditions like dementia. CTE has been diagnosed in many athletes who have died by suicide. And I think that is the point that, that shows the complexity of all of this, which is how difficult it is to diagnose. Symptoms of CTE begin years after injuries are sustained. And crucially, The only way to officially diagnose CTE is to do so after a person has passed. And so So it's almost
0: too late by the time we get to that realisation.
1: It's just really complex. And I think that for families of people who have died by suicide who are looking for answers, this can go some of the way. Um, But again, it, it is only being diagnosed if that person's brain has been donated in order to understand more about their death.
0: And we have talked about CTE quite a bit in the news over Mm. the last 12, 24 months. Mm. Uh, We've reported on a couple of kind of landmark cases.
1: We have, and there have been some stories that we've spoken about a number of times. There was St Kilda player Danny Frawley, who died in 2019, whose mark on the sport continues to be celebrated each year in Spud's game, and former Richmond player and professional boxer Shane Tuck, who died in 2020. Both of these men were diagnosed with CTE after
0: they had passed. And so now let's turn to Heather Anderson. What do we know about her story?
1: So Anderson played for the Adelaide Crows as part of their AFLW Premiership winning team back in 2017. She was forced into retirement by injuries after playing in just a single season She died last year. She was only 28. And after she died, her family actually donated her brain to the Australian Sports Brain Bank. And what we've heard from her family is that that was an effort to really shed some more light on what led to her death. And so it's only because of that, because researchers could study the brain, that they came to the conclusion that Heather Anderson had had low-stage CTE. The findings were published in an academic paper this week and the story was first picked up by ABC 730 and that's how we all learnt about this.
0: So I imagine after this news there was a kind of retrospective look at what might have led to the diagnosis. Mm. What do we know?
1: So we know that Anderson suffered at least one diagnosed concussion during her playing career though there are four other possible concussions that weren't formally diagnosed. That's a really
0: interesting point because I see that happening a lot while watching football, both in men's and women's games, mm. the kind of head knocks where they look a bit rattled, but there's no medical attention provided right there. And the, the games are concentrating a lot on supervising that more. But I was going Im- to
1: say, it feels like there is a movement towards getting better at but that. but it's
0: impossible to know. Mm. These are players that have hundreds of head contacts a game. Mm. It, it can be really tricky.
1: Yeah, and Anderson played a lot of contact sport throughout her life. We know that she played AFL and rugby league. She also served in the Australian military and she did amateur martial arts. But there were no reports of concussions when she was doing either of those.
0: Zara, we've started to have a conversation as a country about the risk of CTE in men's sport. Why haven't we seen that conversation replicated for women?
1: Well, I mean... The research into CTE has always been focused on men. Traditionally, the sports where CTE is most frequently reported have been male-dominated sports, and the research has been equally focused on men. And I think that's why this news about Anderson is such a big deal, that researchers say her diagnosis could indicate a wider presence of CTE in female professional athletes that, you know, we might not have... Ever known about. The researchers have said that as the number of women in professional sports expands, and we know that it's expanding really quickly, rapidly. And, yeah, and also in contact sports, that it is likely that more cases of CT will emerge. The researchers have warned of an urgent need to understand concussion risks in female contact sports and to find specific strategies that are really designed for women and for female athletes, not just, you know, one size fits all, because there is some research that actually suggests that women are more susceptible to concussions than their male counterparts.
0: Why is that?
1: I think that the fact that Women's bodies generally are an under-researched area is the first thing to say. And there isn't a scientific consensus on this topic. But I'll go through a couple of the theories. So some researchers believe that women have shorter and narrower necks as well as less head mass. Right. Uh, That apparently means that there's more acceleration of the head and neck during impacts. So a hard hit could impact women more than men. Wow. Wow. Yeah, mind blown. Some other researchers have suggested that hormones might have something to do with it. But something else that I think is really important to consider is that women are actually more likely to report their concussion-related symptoms than men. Interesting. And so that could be the reason why women are perhaps overrepresented in concussion
0: data. I feel like that is a major issue in sport and there's still clearly a lot of work to do in this space.
1: I mean, I definitely think that that is something that needs attention and I think overall we are starting to hear about and talk about the effects and you know possible CTE with much greater frequency than ever before but I think it's clear that there needs to be a consideration of the different experiences of men and women in contact sports and that research needs to be dedicated to understanding those differences as well as appreciating the presence of it in the first place.
0: Thanks for joining us on The Daily Oz today. If this conversation raised anything for you, please reach out to Lifeline. You can call them on 13 11 14. That's all from us this week, but we'll be back again in your ears on Monday morning. Have a lovely weekend.